Welcome to TMZ Live. Harvey Levin here. Charles here. So, uh, divorce on, divorce off, divorce on, divorce off, divorce off, it seems, with Kim and Croy. Wait, hold on. You got a coin? We could just flip it and <laughs> see what, what we're on today. This is the nuttiest marriage, marriage slash divorce that I think I've seen in the 18 years of TMZ. This is crazy. Croy Berman has now filed for divorce twice. Mm -hmm. um, the judge has drawn a line literally down the middle of their house where they- He they, has to stay in one room. She, she has, has to stay, stay in another, another room. In the She's basement, sleeping in the basement. And, you know, it is War of the Roses, it seems, we thought. But all of a sudden, the other day, over the weekend, we see they're out celebrating their anniversary. And now the other shoe drops today because uh, Kim has gone back to using her married name, Bierman, on her social media. Now, I want to say I want to say something about this because if you remember, she has been in utter, complete denial about this divorce. She was. We, we got her out. She at was. Craig's. She's wearing a wedding ring. She's saying, ah, divorce. You but know. she did get because she eventually did respond to his divorce filing. So well, she had to. Right. So that at least says, all right, she's acknowledging that there is a divorce in process, at least. Um, but it seems like it's There's divorce off right now. At least that's nothing's been filed yet. Nothing's been filed. The divorce is still in the system. And see, to me, that's the thing that gets me here. I get it. It was their 12th wedding anniversary. But as we've said, that is a big deal. But to add his last name back into your Instagram before having your lawyer go to court and have the paperwork dismissed for the divorce is a little crazy to me. It makes me think she does this. She knows the press is going to pick up on it and people are going to talk about it. It's easier to do that than to have a lawyer go and file to dismiss so wait, the divorce. Do you think she's trying to like put pressure, public pressure on Croy to call off, to, to withdraw his divorce? I'm also at a point though where I kind of feel like Kim is doing things for the headlines because we weren't talking about them until they went and filed for divorce. There really wasn't anything going on in their life. She well, was but wait, well, no, 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 there was something going on. They were broke. They were broke. They owed money to the IRS. Their house was in foreclosure. So we were definitely can, talking can, can, about yeah, let, let, let me just throw something out at you. And I'm not saying this is so, but if I were them and I was really, really broke and in a terrible situation, and we didn't have a way of necessarily making a whole lot of money. If you get back in the news by showing this contentious um, divorce going oh, on. Oh, no way. Well, I'm just Now saying. you're talking about they're playing 4D chess here, that this all, the whole thing I don't thing know. Was... It's all bizarre. And, but a, <laughs> a divorce is sexier to reality show producers. And we've even reported that Bravo is not interested in having Kim back on Housewives. They Their spinoff show had been canceled by Bravo after eight seasons. I, I don't know. I mean, if they're, if they're doing this for play to get back on TV... There's no executive that's interested in them right now because it would have happened by now, I think. So um, it's interesting because let's just make an assumption for a second that based on looking at the celebration they had over the weekend with the anniversary, Kim changing her name back and the whole thing, let's say the divorce is off. There was something else she did that I found kind of interesting. And, and, and in my head, I'm thinking, Wow, Kim's trying to be financially responsible finally. Because I saw today mm -hmm. that she's selling a lot of her stuff. Yes. And it feels like. High end like, stuff uh, right. posted. 
Uh, so that is an effort for her to be responsible or financially responsible, which is what Croy wanted. Right. And um, maybe this is in alignment with hmm. dropping the divorce that she's suddenly not crazy selling all this stuff. And they're a unit again trying to dig oh. out of the hole. So she says to Croy, all right, so they have their, their fancy dinner that was probably free. A couple <laughs> of shots, a bottle of wine, and they come up with an, with a, an agreement. And she says, all right. I'll put I'll your name right. back on social media. I'll I'll post uh, a bunch of my bags yep. and things that I'm going to sell to yep. show yep. that I'm financially responsible, and then you will withdraw the divorce. Well, I'm not saying it's horse trading like that, but it may be that she's always oh, horse trading. Uh, <laughs> did, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I'm 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 agreeing with you. I think you that's. Probably what happened. I think that's kind of what's going on here. Even with uh, the money thing, you know, like people kind of thought like maybe once they got back in the headlines with everything going on right now with the divorce, that, you know, she would be getting all these brand deal opportunities and everything. But I've been kind of told all along with this going on since it started that that hasn't been the case because the press coverage has been so negative that there's so many companies that wouldn't want to align with her because... Yeah, she's making news, but it's not like the best news. Yeah. I mean, they've called the police on each other. It's just a, a messy situation. Well, maybe she could do like a security company. Hey, I'm Trey from Atlanta, Georgia. This thing between Kim and Croy is crazy. They've been going through so many ups and downs this past year. I don't know what to believe. At first, I thought they really wanted to get back on Bravo. But then I thought, okay, maybe they genuinely love each other. And they're just financially irresponsible overall. So... You know, couples go through a lot when finances aren't right, but Bravo is not going to call them. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, Kim. It's not Bravo's ma Bravo has made that clear that yeah, they're not. They are out of the Kim business. By the way, we got to move on. But real quickly, go back to the uh, uh, the picture of them uh, at the celebrating the anniversary real mm -hmm. quick. Yep. Where you see Croy? Croy's rocking a beard. Oh, I knew you were going to go to the, <laughs> the beard police. He's rocking a beard. Wow. I like it. Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> uh, Patrick Mahomes does not have a beard. Um, he has dirty underwear. He has very dirty underwear, apparently. And this is not just, you know, teammates or anybody talking about him. He said this himself. So uh, during Monday Night Football, he was on with uh, Peyton and yeah. Eli Manning doing the Manning cast. Uh, and they asked him about a rumor that started a couple years ago by one of Patrick's former teammates about him not changing his underwear on game day. Um, and here is his confession. I love a good superstition, but you know, couldn't you just do something like eating the same pregame meal? Did it have to be the red underwear? <laughs> well, you know, um, well, first my wife Brittany got them for me, so I had to. I'm not, not throwing y'all down, but I have to wear them, you know. But uh, at the same time, I threw them on that first season. Um, we had a pretty good season that season. I only wear them for game day though, so I can't get. They're not too worn down. They're not like these like nasty. Under, I clean them. Wash them. If we're on a hot streak, I can't wash them. You know, like I gotta just keep keep it rolling. So uh, you know, it, as long as I'm winning football games, uh, I'll, I'll keep the superstition going. Do you call dirty? underwear hot streak hot streak if you're winning and you're going to super bowls then yeah and the guy's won what he's won two super yeah, bowls in his first super four bowls, years Charles. So, so yeah so since he was drafted he was drafted in 2017 he became he being the full-time starter in 2018 he's won 82 games so think how many times he has worn yeesh. those underwear J just for instance September 17th, they beat the Jaguars. They did not lose again until October 29th. So that was a hot streak. <laughs> oh, so my God. So that whole God. time, he just doesn't wash them. It's a and hot I, and smelly streak. But, oh, but, 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 but you asked the question, Harvey, what 
and I, I'm dying to know the answer. What happens to the underwear in between During, Sundays? yeah. And, and, and not just that, because when the, wherever this underwear is sitting, if it's not clean, it all just kind of ruminates together. And then you're putting it on after six days of, oh, whatever. Can we stop talking about this? I'm just <laughs> fascinated it's by this. Like, I've been in a, a locker room, and yeah, when there's smelly clothes around, like really smelly. Really smelly like, clothes. I don't know what you like. Workout clothes in my house go in a separate bin from everything else. You cannot put workout clothes in with other dirty God, clothes. God, I wish I, wish I would have thought of that. <laughs> um, but but that it, it is really interesting. So he's really superstitious, right? You hear of athletes who have weird, you know, out there superstitions, but I have I've never heard of anything like this. I'm sure and he's not alone. Right from, you, you think so, Charlie? You think I, there's like I'm a sure bunch? he's not alone, but most people aren't going to talk about it the way he did. <laughs> on he admitted, Monday night right, football. he admitted it in front of millions and millions of people on Monday night football. You know what this maybe, is? Maybe it wasn't that many millions. No, that no, game was no. off. I know what this is. I know exactly what this is. So his wife, Brittany, um, she's here making comes all, the, here we she's go. making all the headlines now because she's hanging with Taylor Swift and everybody's talking about the friendship. And he's saying, "How am I going to top this? Like, where I'm going to get? I thought we were going to get through this without mentioning Taylor Dirty Swift. And you underwear. Had to bring I don't her think up. Taylor's going to hang out underwear. with Brittany anymore. I think she's going <laughs> to cut her off now. <laughs> Hi, my name's Alyssa. I'm from Denver, Colorado. Um, I just have to say. You have a $503 million deal, and you can't afford another pair of <laughs> No, he can afford he it. He can certainly See, afford it. Thing. He, he's, get into the superstition side of it. I know. I get that. However, um, crunchy. <laughs> what are we going in between games? And I would just like to know that eBay listing is going to go crazy. I just have to know that. Oh. However... Happy wife, happy life. I just think he just happened to win some games in it. There has no. I'm sorry. There has to be a limit to this happy wife, happy life thing. I'm sorry, and that's it. That's where you got to draw the line. Sorry, spouses. See, that's, you know how to look at this as glass half uh, full. Full. At least he's not a center. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay, we're That's taking true. a break. All right, so when we come back, Matt LeBlanc finally speaking out about the loss of Matthew Perry. We know that all of his co-stars said that they just needed more time to process this. Well, Matt LeBlanc has completed his processing. You're going to hear what he had to say when we come back. Matthew Perry's friends, co-stars, uh, did release a joint statement the week after he passed. And basically that statement was, we are all still just trying to deal with this, trying to process the loss, and you'll hear more from us eventually. Well, it seems going forward, we're just going to hear from them individually and not so much as a group anymore. And the first to issue a statement is uh, Matt LeBlanc. And this is what he had to say about losing Matthew Perry. He says, uh, it is with a heavy heart, I say goodbye. The times we had together are honestly among the favorite times of my life. Uh, it was an honor to share the stage with you and to call you my friend. I will always smile when I think of you and I'll never forget you. Never. Spread your wings and fly, brother. You're finally free. Much love. Oh, and I guess uh, you're keeping the 20 bucks you owe me. <laughs> yeah, That's <exactly>. awesome. <laughs> that is an awesome, <laughs> 
way to end uh, that because it makes you think of their characters on Friends and it sounds like something they would say to each other. Yeah, and and that kind of shows the relationship, right? I mean, we see so many of these shows through the years where, hey, everyone's friendly on set and everything and then they leave and they just kind of go about their personal lives. But you really have seen what we kind of already knew, right, is that these guys were actual family. They hung out all the time. They exchanged messages together. And I think it really broke a lot of fans' hearts to see them all at the funeral together, too. So this is just kind of another nice message that uh, that really shows you the relationship that was behind the scenes. You know, it really is true when you think about, you know, looking at the rest of them at the funeral, that you always think of them in a very joyous, funny way. Yeah. And then to see them at a funeral is such a counterpoint to all of it. It is yeah. really heartbreaking. Zach Ross calling from Beverly Hills, California. And yeah, you know, it's real sad to see this, obviously. And But it's nice to see that Matt could kind of make light out of this. I'm um, talking about, you know, the $20. Um, but yeah, I mean, he'll definitely be missed and he's in a better place now. Yeah, I'm not sure. The better place thing. You, know, you, don't, you don't go for that. Yeah, I, I, I don't go for that. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't. I mean, I just don't. Uh, we're going to move Which on. Is, well, that's a whole other, it's a whole other thing, thing we could get into. But uh, yes, let's move on to RFK Jr., who I think, and I know he's been polling very well, right? Last we saw was 22%. Like 22%, that is phenomenal. That, for, that's not in the any primary because he's running as an independent. As an independent. going against Trump and Biden. Well, we have a sign here that he really, I think, is, has a grasp of what matters in presidential politics. And we should explain this. Yeah. So yesterday, we got this picture of him walking barefoot on an airplane, Mm -hmm. and he's walking barefoot. So this triggered a huge debate in our newsroom. Uh, Most people actually weren't debating. They were on the same side, which is, it's gross, they said. It's gross. You can't, especially if you went to the bathroom, you can't do that. So So, so it's a lot of conversation. So we wanted to have him on the show today to talk not about politics, but to talk about that. Right. And About the um, debate about going barefoot on a plane. And so we could not get him today. But he sent us a video, yes, um, which, which makes it clear that he heard the debate yesterday about him being barefoot on a plane. And he got dragged in the room. All right, but here's his response. Hey, Harvey and all the gang at TMZ, I want to thank you for all you do to keep politicians honest, to make sure that they comply with all the norms of our society. And even for me, for calling me out, I'm going barefoot on an airplane. That was inexcusable. And I can assure you that will never happen again. <laughs> oh, God. Now, this is what I mean about he understands what matters. People are talking about you. Whatever it is they're talking about, lean into it. Right. Lean no, into no, it. That's, that's the, what you have to point. do. This he gets it. it. He gets it now. He doesn't get it. This was <laughs> well, so disgusting. And the tapping of his bare feet on the ground after was so repulsive. Well, he wasn't on the plane. He was in the terminal. So that's... I know. But and let's be honest. You don't think that he's in a first class lounge. This man was out there acting like he sits like with the people. He's not waiting out there at the gate. Get up there. We know that you we just saw you in first class on an American flight. Go to your lounge and enjoy it. <laughs> um, okay. I will be honest about this because we talked about this on the show. I... Well, you have done barefoot. I, I don't wear socks. Um, and so um, I true. bring socks on a plane normally. I will say I have stepped out of my seat sometimes 
I'm being and honest. You've gone to the bathroom. No, no I, I don't think. Harvey, I flown with you one time, and I saw your bare feet just resting. But I was in economy. You were in first. But <laughs> you looked now. up. You lean down the aisle. And you're like, are those Harvey's feet? Yes, I've never been so thankful to be in economy. <laughs> Hi, this is Whitney from Atlantic City, New Jersey. This is just so funny. First of all, I totally completely understand Harvey because I don't wear socks all the time either. But when you're on an airplane, most people would bring socks and I can see how that would be gross. But I think it's a testament to how comfortable he is and how relatable he is because, hey, listen, if that makes it comfortable and like you said, too, he leaned into it and he's just making fun of it. More power to him. I just want to be clear on my stance on this. I disagree with him. You should have shoes on when you are flying. You do not walk around barefoot. Why can't you walk even in socks? In, even in socks is questionable. Oh, I always do To that. the bathroom? I go in socks. No, that. because if the floor is wet in the bathroom I and you're in it. socks, then you, you know, just take a shower when you get home. But I do appreciate him leaning into it. I just disagree with him. Anyway, okay. uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna move on. To Taylor Swift. Of course, because it always goes back We've to Taylor. Gotta get back to Taylor Swift somehow. And she has taken a little break from her tour. I'm really surprised by this. She showed up in New York last night. You know that she had uh, three shows down in uh, Buenos Aires, but she came back to New York and did a night out with one of her girlfriends, singer-songwriter Gracie Abrams, who was open for her on some of uh, the Eras tour uh, stops. When but is she going back on the road again? Like Friday, I think, she has a show in Rio. That's so, crazy. So you're to in go Buenos Aires. Bouncing back. You like flew all the way to New York. That's crazy. Have a girls' night. Hang out for another night or two, and then you got to fly go all the way back to Rio. It's I, almost I like guess, it's man. almost like she's got a really nice private jet or something. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> apparently, I, apparently, now I don't know that this is true. We should say. Yeah, I don't know. Are you talking about Travis? That there were just two jets? Yeah, she. I have her. Yeah, she does have two jets. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Two jets. It sounds like she's living the life, <laughs> you guys. She's in love, and she's also being embraced by her new potentially in-laws maybe. So this is so great. Donna Kelsey, Travis's mom, which everybody loves her. She is so beloved. Um, she apparently went to go see the Eras Tour movie at the movie theater. And of course, fans noticed her and were like, oh my gosh, are you Donna Kelsey? And at first she denied it, but then later had admitted that she was. She's Why like, would you look, deny I'm just it? a mom. Because she doesn't want all the, she was she embarrassed. Yeah. all the, I guess, I guess, yeah. But, uh, She's taking 18 photos then. Fans got photos with her. And apparently when she was walking out, she was with a friend. Uh, Donna saw that, you know how there's like the marquee, like in front of the movie theater, it'll show like what movies are playing. Mm -hmm. So yep. there was the one for Taylor's Eras movie and she was trying to get a selfie in front of it. And then a fan was like, oh, let me get it of you. So, and then uh, Donna had said, oh good. Cause I want to send it to Travis. So and, this is like a oh photo gosh. that's going to Travis of his mom at the movie. That does show it's something great. that she took that photo and I'm wanted to you. send it to Travis. Like, and remember they're when- gonna get in, They're gonna get engaged. Yeah, and when uh, Travis went to go see Taylor at her concert in Argentina, Travis was there hanging out with her dad, Scott. He was wearing like a lanyard that had, you know, it was a Chiefs lanyard. So it's all kumbaya. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yes, so we gotta take a break. All right, when we come back, um, and I wouldn't say odd, but I don't know, because everyone mourns in their own way. But uh, you oh. see how a model saluted a friend who I passed away. I love this. I love this. This was not your average funeral <laughs> send-off for for loved one. There are people who are dragging this woman. I think this woman is great, and we're going to talk about it when we get back.
Uh, you don't normally see um, funerals, memorial services uh, going viral online, especially, I mean, obviously, if it's a celebrity, like a big celebrity, you see that. But something that happened in New Jersey uh, over the weekend is really got a lot of people talking. Yep. Because um, this was a send-off for a man named Vernest Moore. He uh, worked in the fashion industry, uh, passed away last month at the age of 62. And I think clearly had an idea of how he wanted um, his friends and loved ones to remember him because a model named Erica Carrington. They had a red carpet at the funeral. Yes, and Erica worked that carpet um, in a tribute to her friend Vernest. So some people are saying, oh, it's disrespectful and whatnot. I think it's fabulous because I gotta say that when you think about funerals, that, you know, it's not that when people sit there and cry all the time, it's when they have joy about talking about the person and laughing and telling funny stories about them. I think That's sometimes you resonates. do cry in the process of doing that. But what I love but, about this is yeah. it, it really honors the spirit of the man who passed away. Yeah. And yet there are people online, of course, saying, who oh, think this no, is yeah. going too much. This right. is a little extra. I love it. Would, yeah. I love well, it. Well, without further ado, let's bring in uh, Erica Carrington right now. Erica, welcome to TMZ Live. Hi. Thank you guys once again for having me uh, to continue to honor the legacy of my friend. Um, it's, you know, I, I've seen the mixed emotions, um, you know, the back and forth comments yeah. and I think everyone's entitled to their opinion. Um, I think we sent Vernus off the way that he would have liked. And that's really all that matters. That's what I was wondering, Erica. Did, was there any discussion? And I, you know, I don't know circumstance of, circumstances of how Vernus passed, but was there a discussion with, with you or with any of his loved ones about what he wanted this send off to look like? Because it really was, I understand it was like a, a, a three-stage affair. Um, and there was one that was more traditional um, at a church, but then the other two definitely seemed to be centered around the fashion industry. And is that something that he had discussed with anyone uh, before he passed? Uh, he did discuss it a little early on with a really good friend of his by the name of Eric. Um, he They grew up together. Um, he actually planned the three-day celebration, which is what we like to call it. Um, and so, yeah, there was discussion about how he wanted each day to be. So you were honoring what yeah. he wanted. And I'm assuming that everybody who was at this um, was down with that. what you did and, yeah, and understood it, right? The video that went viral was from the first um, evening of celebration. It was a red carpet viewing. So, and the other two were actually a little more uh, traditional because they were both held in churches. Yeah. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I got to say, you are good. I mean, you really yeah. know how to work that carpet, man. I and mean, by that, the way, that is And good. those stairs <laughs> and those heels you were wearing, <laughs> you just floated down there. Yeah, that is. I know Vernus has got to be happy. <laughs> you you know why? Um, you know I still get emotional thinking about it and watching the video because I I shared some of his last moments with him, not even knowing that they were his last moments. So that just tells you what type of person he was. Um, 
I just tried to, I was really hyperventilating actually before I went out. I had to have not one, but two people kind of calm my nerves. Um, and then I just really heard him saying to me, he calls me Erica May. He said, Erica May, I need you to pull it together. I need you to pull it together. And so that's what I tried to do for him. And it was an honor to be able to do that. Well, got to really? say, it was fantastic, honestly. And, and again, I love the way you chose to honor him and the way everybody apparently there did as well. Um, so whoever's saying, yeah. oh, it's just disrespectful, it's the opposite. Right, and all the photographers who were there, that's, great. that's part of, that's what he wanted. Right. I mean, I, I, just, I don't know what better way there is to honor someone uh, who clearly meant as much uh, to you as Vernus did. So look, we are very sorry for your loss and we hear it in your voice, but you're pretty awesome, gotta say. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I guess I can leave you guys with this definitely. Um, uh, one saying that he always had in particular was let hit the work that he has done speak for him and we will continue to do that. Excellent. Right. And by the way, we should mention, speaking of his work, uh, the dress you were wearing was uh, a Vernist uh, design, correct? That is correct. All right. Well, that's let his work speak. Yep. Really appreciate the Thank time. you, Thank Erica. Thank you so much, Erica. Thank you, guys. Be blessed. You too. Okay. I don't know what more you want from people. Like, that's... That was great. So I, I hope that Erica and the rest of Vernus' friends don't read the stupid comments ah, that people are making online. Yeah. Kind of white noise. Yeah. Okay. Taking a break. All right. When we come back, wow, uh, a heated moment on the Senate floor. Woo. Senator Mullen from Oklahoma stood up and challenged that man, a Teamster president. To a fight. To a fight. And if not for Bernie Sanders, of all people, this fight would have happened. There Bernie? is no doubt. <laughs> you have got to see this. Bernie Sanders back. as Dana White when yeah. we come back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Welcome back to TMZ Live and what has to be a C-SPAN producer's wet dream. This is like because unbelievable. <laughs> this, this is insane. I have never seen, I, in all my years, I have never a seen A Senate this. hearing where it came this close to an actual physical fight. And the person who stopped the fight is the last person you'd expect. Bernie Sanders! Bernie Sanders, <laughs> right in the middle of it. So... This was uh, during the Senate hearing for the health, education, labor, and pensions. Right, right. And so there's a Teamster uh, president who is there. Um, and I think his name is, is Sean O'Brien. Sean O'Brien is testifying. And Senator Mark Wayne Mullen from Oklahoma definitely had a bone to pick well, with Sean O'Brien. I should just say, they had beef before. It started back in March. It started in March because O'Brien was dragging Mullen because Mullen once owned a plumbing, plumbing company. company. And uh, apparently, O'Brien thinks he was very... Called him a greedy CEO. Not nice to the workers. Right. And this is the year of improving workers. So um, they've had beef, and Mullen then called O'Brien a clown. So it was electric. This going went in. back and forth. So this, when it starts, you're going to hear Mark Wayne Mullen, Senator Mullen, is reading some tweets that O'Brien uh, had put out there referring to Mullen. So he's now responding, and watch how it heats up. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me, any place, any time, cowboy. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. If you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, hold, stop it. 
Is that your solution, every poll? No, no, sit down. Oh, you're a clown. Sit down. Look at you. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Oh, okay, okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Mr. Hold Chairman. it. Hold it. Wow, Bernie um, took charge. Uh, by the way, you know, <laughs> it went on for another, like, two minutes. Bernie tried to take charge, and it almost started up again because... These two guys did not want to let it go. And, and O'Brien yelled at him and said, you're being a bully. And Mullen said, well, you called me out. Let's do this. Here's what's interesting to me is we expect all this civility as the genteel halls of the Senate. But this is how political disputes used to be resolved, right? Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton had fighting words between them. <laughs> okay, you're going it. back they to Alexander no, Hamilton. But, but no, no, but he is right. And, and by the way. Um, there is a... They had a duel. No, they I, shot at each I, other. I, That's I, not this. Yes, I, I, I understand. If you use some fighting words, you feeling froggy, we're here right now. There have been around the world, we've seen it in Japan, I believe we've seen this yes. in England and other in, places, uh, where Korea, fist fights also, break yep. out in the Parliament. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've always said that the United States does not follow suit with that. And that's what Bernie Sanders <laughs> was saying. He's like, hey, hey. You're a senator. We don't do that. By the way, I love the move from Senator Mullen taking off the ring. I, did, you, did you notice I saw, that? He's like, all right, I we're going to do this. Too. That's we're so funny. I totally, which means he was like serious. a woman at a nightclub, like taking out her earrings. Like, By the way, go. that means he's serious. Well, that apparently means he's, he's serious. A, apparently he's a former MMA fighter, right? And, and he's really serious because he challenged him to a cage match and said, let's do this for charity. Mullen is an MMA fighter. So he said, we should actually do this and maybe make some good of it and raise some money. So wait a minute. Is it possible they are going to do this like Zuckerberg Musk no, style? They should not. They uh, absolutely should What about for charity, not. Charles? Two consenting no. adults. They're right there. No, Why not we have don't a little fight? Ha- no. No. Come on. Well, Charles. Even if it's for charity, you're doing it. Hold your horses for a second, Charles. <laughs> really? I mean, want, is that what you want? That, to that ring thing. That is move just, right that there, That move man. is amazing. With Bernie's hand going, no, 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 no. No. You're a senator. <laughs> hey, Rachel, coming to you from Beverly Hills. And guys, let me tell you, I love it for the senator. You have no idea how much I can relate to this in my personal life. But listen, when you're dealing with bullies, sometimes you just got to stand up to them and be like, what? I'm here. Let's go. You know, <laughs> sometimes you got to be like, you know? <laughs> the interesting thing is O'Brien accused Mullen of being the bully because he is the right. one who said, let's stand up and do it. But Mullen views it as O'Brien being the bully from his tweets. So I think there's a little bit of bullying going this on both really ways. really unbelievable. Okay, we wow. got to move on. Yes, uh, to our buddy Glenn Powell, um, who made a lot of headlines earlier this year. Not just because of <laughs> how he looks, um, but because of the fact that he was shooting a movie with Sydney Sweeney down in Australia. A lot of people thought... Well, their chemistry was great. They chemistry were doing, was great. You know, they were hanging out. Like they were flirting. Uh, they, they were hanging out when they weren't filming. People started saying, oh, something's going on. And then he broke up with his girlfriend in real life. But she so, has a fiancé. Right. And nothing happened. I mean, they're, they're still together. Glenn is addressing that whole controversy now, but he's also doing it in a way that will definitely draw some attention by taking off his clothes for men's health I mean, we're showing the PG photos here. He's in but decent. there's the one that everyone... Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he's in good shape. I mean, I think men's health doesn't call unless you are in good shape. And people saw him in Top Gun, Maverick, so they know so he had the guy's in shape. So I guess it's almost beside the point that inside the magazine, <laughs> he addressed the issue. Yes, he said, when all that stuff happened, you know, publicly, it felt disorienting and unfair. But what I'm realizing is that's just a part of this gig now. 
I understand where he's coming from. However, I will say I read a little bit deeper into this and he wasn't denying anything um, from what I'm reading. Uh, but like you guys said, you know, Sydney is still engaged to Jonathan Devino. He is single. So maybe that's why he feels like he doesn't have Lennon, to stay yep. or, you know, not. But uh, everyone really wasn't reading too much into the magazine because the spread of him was just too good <laughs> to yeah. ignore. This is not one people are picking up for the article. No, that's... Um, but Crazy. It is interesting that he said, and by the way, what's also interesting is as this uh, issue comes out and you have him talking about it, Sydney and Glenn are actually back together um, down in Australia because they're doing some reshoots. Right. Yeah, they're down in Australia doing the reshoots for anyone but you, and the director of the film actually posted a photo of them uh, together in the streets, and yeah, everyone was you know going off about, oh my gosh, they're back together, what's going on, but they're just reshooting. And her fiancé is down there in Australia with her, so... Keeping tabs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he saw the men's health thing. He's right. like, I'll I'm go with coming you. down too. <laughs> All right, guys. It is commission reviews here out in Dallas. Did it just turn up in here? First of all, <laughs> that man is fine. Okay. He. Ooh. I was like, I forgot what we were talking about. So let him do him. Let him show his body. <laughs> that man is single, doing his thing. I guess. You, look. First of all, that whole little rewrite, re-recording. Be careful because if it was me. Baby, I'm sorry. We can get together. That man is fine. Let him do him. Period. Okay. Did she even mention Sydney Sweeney once? She's not in the picture. It's about <laughs> Glenn Powell. Hysterical. He's fine. Okay, we got to take a break. All right, when we come back, a gospel singer looking to celebrate her Grammy nomination. The problem is her celebration was while she was on a flight, and it did not go over well with everyone on the plane, particularly the flight, flight attendants. attendants. Yeah. We have seen a lot of really disturbing things happen on planes um, that have forced pilots to turn around or they've had to get everyone off the plane. Fist fights, gospel singing. <laughs> well, we hadn't seen the gospel singing <laughs> until now, but gospel singer Bobby Storm got on a Delta flight and was clearly feeling the spirit, we'll say that, because she had just gotten two Grammy nominations. Congratulations, Bobby. And she felt like that was something she wanted to share with everybody on board the plane. The problem is the way she wanted to do it, which was singing and... Um, did not go over well with the flight attendants. My name is Bobby Storm, and I'm up for two Grammys. I haven't done this in a while. I've gotten to the next status, so... Are you able to be quiet? But they're enjoying it, so while we're sitting here, could I please... I'm not enjoying it, so I'm asking you, can you be quiet? Okay, well, that's I find yes, that up. That's a yes or no uh, answer, please. Am I gonna go to jail if I don't? Can you please answer my question? Are you willing and able to be quiet right now? I'm doing what the Lord is telling me to do. I'm asking you a question, yes or no. I'm your flight leader. I need you to follow my instruction. If you're not able to, be, to follow my instruction, yeah. you will not be taking this flight. Ah, okay. Are so you able to be asking. quiet? If that's the case, then that's fine. If you are the so person in yes? charge of it all. I'm your flight leader, yes. If you're the person in charge okay. of it all, then that's okay. fine. Okay, all right. Thank all you. Right. I don't know the, the issue. No one else has ever had an issue, but it's... I gotta say something about this. He was this. a little. Well, I gotta say something. Strict, well, right? he was he was strict. But here's the thing about it: if this were just a one-off, I would get that this guy was just jumping the gun. The problem but, is, but the problem all the other is, things that we talked about, all the things that have happened on airplanes, he doesn't know where this is going. He doesn't know if and, she's drunk. And, he doesn't know what it's gonna. Yeah. And I get her point, but I also get his point. I really do. 
I kind of felt for her a little no, bit. No, this was so, so, so cringe. First of all, it looks like it's nighttime. It looks like it's dark on the plane. Nobody is trying to It gets hear. dark early. No one's could've trying been, to, it doesn't matter. No one's trying to hear her sing. Like, I get it. We can be proud for you. She had a good moment. She found out she was nominated for a Grammy Awards, two, of, two at that. But still, nonetheless, that doesn't give you the right to go around singing up and down the aisles. Even if one person complained, the flight attendant has every right to come on, come over to her and ask her to please stop doing that. Stop I agree. That. Stop I agree. That. He did it. He, I agree. I just he felt like he was really fast. I just felt like his tone no, was a I little. I feel like his tone was actually very, very, very well. To be honest with you, I'm surprised she still was not kicked off because she was very combative with him. <laughs> he had to ask her over and over and over again, "Are you going to be able to sit down and be quiet?" And instead of just saying yes, yeah, she was basically questioning his authority. Are you the person that's going to throw me out? Are you the person that has authority over this? He could have, and he low-key. I'm surprised he didn't. This was just cringe all the way around. I, to be I just, I, I just think this is a sign of what goes on in airplanes these days, that this guy is on high alert with anything yes. going on, and you don't want it to escalate where you have to de-escalate it. You want to cut it off before it happens. I get why he did what he did. I really do. Well, I hope Bobby wins and that she'll have a moment actually on the Grammys, and then she can celebrate that way. And when she flies back. <laughs> no, we put a poll up on the yeah. website to find out how people feel about it. Uh, Bobby's playing performance, inconsiderate, or let her sing. You know what they're going. Of course, they're going to. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know it was going to be that lopsided, but <laughs> there you go. They're not. <laughs> the Lord may be moving her, but the nobody else is going along. Nope. Tanya, Augusta, Georgia. Listen, if I was on that flight, I would be very, very aggravated. I would be annoyed. I understand she's just trying to get the word out, but there's ways of doing that. You got social media. I'm pretty sure she has a social media platform. That would be the best way. Congratulations to her, but let these people just enjoy their flight in peace. He played it by the book. Yep, okay, taking a break. All right, when we come back, Tom Brady out with another woman. You know that uh, Ooh, the, arena shake, the arena shake thing ended and he went out to dinner last night with someone in Beverly Hills. You'll see who he was with and we have the real story about what was going on. So Tom Brady goes out with Pam Anderson. I don't know why everyone thinks that there's something going on. <laughs> Boy, and now if if that's who he was with, okay, that would be a thing. I, then I wouldn't have. But it wasn't Pam friend. Anderson. It wasn't Pam Anderson. It was Aaron Andrews. They went out for a dinner last night in Beverly Hills. Um, it wasn't just the two of them. Although when they walked out of the restaurant, they were the only really recognizable faces. So everyone thought, oh, well, it is just the two of them, and these people are just okay. For mingling those, around. For those unfamiliar, Tom Brady made a huge deal with Fox Sports. Yes. And he is going to be doing color commentary for, for the NFL, NFL games next year. He, as you know, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron the, Andrews. Aaron, Aaron, you cannot. Oh my God. Yeah, if you hear <laughs> if you hear anything that sounds like Aaron, you're going right to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Andrews. Aaron Andrews. Aaron yes. Andrews is a sideline reporter. And she's been doing this for a long, long time. So you gotta think she is their 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 lead team sideline reporter. So right. the biggest game on the slate for Fox Sports each week, Aaron Andrews is on the sidelines. Right. And it makes sense that they would have them talking about what is, what's each week like? What are you going to have to go through every week to prepare for a game? I'm right. sure that's why Aaron And they also want to kind of bond. And also, like, she does this with Greg Olson, who's a former NFL player as well. She, he's, a, he's the number two guy uh, on, their, on their lead team. With Kevin who, Burkhart. Who yeah. Tom Brady is eventually going to replace. At least that's the plan for now. So, yeah, this is not rare. It's, it's nothing, going, nothing crazy here. But it's, it's good to see Tom preparing for his future role. So what are the chances that... Aaron Andrews 
um, ends up in the booth with Tom Brady. I know she's a sideline reporter, and I know it's not oh, the same play-by-play, but it's absolutely zero. Somebody has to call. Thank the you. Yes. Thank I mean, you. Tom Brady is not calling plays. She's not calling plays. I mean, they both Edward, do color commentary. But Edward, no I, was, I was trying to tell him this throughout the break, and he just kept going on and on. I'm like, thankfully, someone else. Maybe Aaron oh. Rodgers will call. Will do. Yeah, the play maybe. Play. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe get Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady in a boot. Actually, actually, wait a second. Wait a wait a minute. <laughs> Hey, it's Tony here at Indy. That's not too far-fetched. I think Tom was looking at the equation as, look, hey, I want to build that chemistry. Tony Romo's really good over on CBS, and I'm a perfectionist. I want to be better than him. I want to be able to call to plays, let people know what they're doing. I think he wants to beat Tony Romo and what he does over on CBS, get those ratings. We know Brady's a perfectionist. I think he just wants to be top of the line when he gets into that booth for the first time next year. Well said. All right. We'll see. Uh, By the way, I like how you're spending Fox Sports money. You're like, go get Aaron (laughs) Rodgers. Yeah, that's no problem. Uh, What else do you guys want to talk about? Hi, Shanique from Jamaica. And I'm going to talk about Kim and Croy. And I just want to remind them that the Real Housewives of Atlanta has not expressed any interest in showcasing any of what's going on with them. So if it is that their frequent ups and downs is all for show, literally, they need to stop. Well, it is interesting that Bravo's not biting on this one. No. Because it seems pretty entertaining. It seems very entertaining. Maybe it's just too real. For them, maybe, the, and, they, and they have no way of knowing how two, it's going to go. The they two real housewives. They can't control <laughs> that storyline. That's okay. why. One quick one. Hey, this is Tristan from Toronto. Now, here's the thing. I was with you with the Lucky Charm jockey shorts, but <laughs> I find it very, very hard to believe that you're not washing your underwear, sir. So I'm going to believe for you that you're just saying that for hype. I think it's real. I, I think, think he's real. absolutely telling the truth. In professional sports is a very real, very smelly thing yep. sometimes. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, taking a break. All right, when we come back, a, another Kardashian birthday party. And this one is not thrown by a Kardashian. Black China threw this for her daughter, Dream, who just turned seven. I can't believe it. And I also cannot believe everything that they had at this party. Uh, Black China, or Angela, uh, Angela White, her daughter, Dream, her daughter with Rob Kardashian, is now seven, which That's crazy, is isn't it? Stunning to me. But uh, Dream got a birthday that is right in line with her cousins. She got and two, the, actually. Yeah, that's right. She actually had two because Chloe threw one for her already, Aunt Chloe. <laughs> but uh, this was um, Black China's party in Santa Monica. Big affair at a place called Famecast. They had Tiana from uh, Princess and the Frog. They had unicorns, horses. What I'm wondering is they have so many kids now. A, it's like there's gonna be a birthday party every week. B, it seems like they keep one-upping. When these right, kids are the 12, yeah. and I mean, at a point, it's like, oh, I'm going up on Blue Origin for my birthday. What are you doing? It's like, I mean, yeah, Lauren and I are going up to space. Um, <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. I'm on the next capsule. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> 